Hello. Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. It's my week to intro the podcast. So that's how we're doing it here today. Uh-huh. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Ray and Josh. Fellas, how are we doing? Well. Fan good. Tastic. Fan freaking tastic. You know, it's a great week to be a gamer. It's a great week to be a gamer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great week to be a gamer. What an odd comment to make. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. a great, it's a great week. It's not a great week to be a lot of other things. But, no. You know, it's a great week to be Like a most other things, that's not a great week. It's a good week to be so, a game. You know, I got to find my what? positivity where I can, you know? Exactly. Crazy times. You know, Let's get the bad can't... stuff out of the way first. <laughs> uh, Ray's like, Let, let's just... No, no, I want to get the bad oh. stuff out of the way first. Uh, did you guys watch that Ubisoft Elite Squad trailer? <laughs> I did not, but the premise sounds very, uh, very Tom Clancy, but like extra Tom Clancy. Okay, so, so they, they, did they turn the clan style up just like? Yeah. Well, there are reasons why Ubisoft actually did apologize publicly and take this trailer down um so uh just to get it out of the way i I do have some colleagues that work at ubisoft not on this game actually everyone i know at ubisoft is working on fire the next far cry far cry 6 or whatever and they're super excited for that guys it's good it looks okay it looks great might pick it up um but in the elite squad trailer they make it very very clear that uh, the reason why you're rising up against this tyranny is being caused by civil unrest and protests and a secret government shadow organization name. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not making this up. Umbra. Make of that what you will. And there's a bunch uh-huh. of raised fist pow- uh, uh, symbology coming up in the background on TV uh-huh. screens. And the purpose of the Elite Squad is to put them down. And you're like, what uh, the uh, fuck, Ubisoft? Oh, th- wow. So this game does sound pretty realistic. Oh, okay. Uh, you, know, uh, you kind of <laughs> appreciate the honesty, me I guess. if I'm wrong, but Umbra is used in other languages to designate the color black. Am I, am I, am I correct? That, that is 100% what that <laughs> means. It, it's very clear, like, Black Lives Matter symbology, and it's very clear... That, that you're fighting against a shadow organization that Black Lives Matter is causing like a secret civil unrest while the shadow organization comes up out of nowhere and um it's like be- you're it's like you're it sounds like you're fighting in this game hypothetically you, hypothetically you would be fighting what Fox News thinks Black Lives Matter is yes yeah. or what Antifa is now to be fair to the development team of Elite Squad they had no idea their marketing team was going to do this. Like, when you actually oh, yeah. see what yeah, the video never. game is, it's just like... It's like the the it's like the Smash yeah, Brothers like, versions oh, of... It's a, it's a, uh, it's a uh, jewel puzzle. Uh, you you can't <laughs> leave the little pieces together and you clear a row. And, and then you, get, you can set up combos. It's just a... It's just a mobile game, a mobile like squad-based game, and you're taking like a Smash Brothers roster of like Tom Clancy characters, like Sam Fisher is in it. You could pick him as a character, and it's got very like mobile video game style graphics, like very inoffensive Team Fortress Two looking graphics. And then their marketing team does theirs. Oh yeah, 
They're didn't, dev- they, well, didn't they show a trailer for that earlier this year? They did. And then their marketing team did this, and the devs are like, we had no idea they were going to do this. Oh, my God, no. I just kind of no. assumed this was just going to be like Ubisoft was Fortnite. This, was this an internal Ubisoft marketing team, or did you know did they hire a firm to do this? Um, do, we, do, we, do we know that? I don't it's know. It's bad either way, but... I mean, just- yes... Because Ubisoft evidently did sign off on this. Yeah, like somewhere, a, a, somewhere. a room full of people said, yeah, this seems all right. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot be, I just, it's, it's one of those things where like, and it's just uh, the yes ending obviously got out of control in that room. But it's just like, how could there not have been one person who just like rose their hand and be like, um, so, yep. Yeah. Any y'all motherfuckers yeah. watch the news recently? No, like, no. I, I want to combat you on this, Josh. Having sat on some marketing teams, everyone in the room knew what they were doing. But the fact that we're talking about it is what they wanted. Yeah. There probably was one person that, at least one, that was probably sickened to their core. And they said, I'm going to write an email to let you guys know I wash my hands of this. There was at least one person that did that but everyone else is like yeah absolutely yeah well, what's wrong what's going on here we're, we're gonna make a ton of money because they they know the type of people that they're gonna download elite squad or at least the marketing team's thinking and yeah i'm gonna get a little political here are the type of alt-right smartphone having people that are like hell yeah let's take them down absolutely give me this game that game is absolutely nothing of what they're advertising <laughs> not at yeah, all at least at least with like the art style like yeah it, but it, it's sending a message. Yeah. It's gonna get a market, maybe, or the fact that they back down. You know that I guess that's something to but say. At this point, at this uh. point, like it's you know we live in the era of YouTube and the internet. Like it's out there. It's done. You can't. You can't oh, yeah, undo you... it. Like it's okay. Yeah, you're not doing the ad buy anymore. You're not running it actively. But like that message out. The there, reactionary horse out is out of the reactionary barn. Yeah. So. Like, <laughs> so <to speak. laughs> In some case, like the damage is already done, you can't you can't change it. Yeah. So um. Uh, and Ubisoft has also had you know today even today they you know announced a couple of titles and stuff, but also basically like half an hour beforehand before this like thing started, they're like, oh by the way we realize that you know our company's kind of fucked up right now because we have a completely unhealthy workplace for women and people of color and that's. Sorry about sorry, that. Sorry about it. It's a just kind of just kind of snuck that out there before, like, hey, Ubisoft, look at this. Do, do, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim's back. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, all right, good job, guys. Very get, cool. Quick, 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 get the get the people in costumes for Just Dance. Get them out there. Get them out there. <laughs> Everyone, start dancing. <laughs> That Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Quick, Scott Pilgrim, start dancing on the stage. Scott Pilgrim's back, everybody. Ignore yeah, our I'm pretty scandals. sure that they've had like the like in case of PR emergency release. Like Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim, like Pilgrim button on like button on his desk, like whatever. Yves <laughs> Guillemot uh, has had that there for a while, and just like today is the day. And then I, Scott Pilgrim happened. It, uh, their abuse scandal is so bad. So bad, and I'm gonna make a joke that I wouldn't be surprised if, like, 
this Christmas. They're like, okay, Beyond Good and Evil is coming out in two months. It's not done. We're just, <laughs> just stop. Stop looking at us like take, that. Take the first 60% and just forget forget about everything. Like, I want to... um. Just so everyone, just so everyone is clear about how like how hilariously like wacky this is going over, uh, Jeff Keeley of all people okay. replies to the tweet of this video and is just like, "Come on, <laughs> like dude, if you know wait, Jeff wait. Keeley's roasting you, you know you fucked up." Which like, which video? Oh, I love like uh, Ubisoft's like announcement that they're like the video, and then the subsequent announcement that. Oh, this isn't part of the video thing that's happening soon because of time constraints. Uh, you uh, love to see it, folks. I, I mean, all the apologies. Very good. Let, let's. It's not good. I think we've reached a point in like American uh, corporate culture where like all the apologies that they're going to issue in the world don't mean anything to like the grand public anymore. Just change. Just, just do the yeah, thing. Exactly. Stop. The, and the thing is that, that you, they have to do is like stop abusing your workers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess it's like no, no. The, the thing we're asking you to do is to do less. Do, do less abuse. If you can yeah. do that, then we'll be happier. We as the public. Until then, it's like. <sighs> Would that it were so simple. What, <laughs> I know, just the, and also the boys club that has is at the top. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; a lot of companies have like a boys club culture going on, but uh, I think the fact I, I think the fact that Ubisoft are literally like what three of them are brothers or something like that—that's sort of like weird nepotism. Maybe it's, it's not very weird. Maybe they're actually hard workers. Yeah, yeah. Larger conversation. Anyways, good luck to Ubisoft on. Riding the ship, just leave it there. Uh, We're not going to talk about Scott Pilgrim coming out. We can, uh, uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Ray, you've been playing. Let's, let's jump to our. Uh, we've got some more news. We definitely want to talk about tonight. But Ray, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have been playing lately? Yeah. So, uh, I pl- I picked up and finally got to sit down and play all of Ghost of Tsushima and by play all of it I'll get to that here in a moment. Um it's a PS4 exclusive game. It's great. It's honestly great. If you guys have PS4s, I highly recommend you pick it up and play it. Mm-hmm. Um if you only do the story path of the game, shockingly short. Like you can beat the entire game if you only do the story missions in about six to eight hours or something like that. Again, like I was saying in our uh, unscripted gaming chat, uh, which you can find on Facebook. Not the chat, but we do have a Facebook. You should go to it, unscripted gaming slash Facebook. I was talking about how that did not stop me from putting... Now I put over 60 hours into the game because I decided to finish it up a little bit last night. Well, a couple of things I wanted to clean up and do. Uh, the game is beautiful looking. It takes a real-life event. The um, the 1200s Battle of Tsushima uh, where the Mongol nation invaded, uh, decided to invade Japan. And they didn't just start with a small invasion force. Um... And the game starts off this way. Uh, The island of Tsushima had a garrison of 80 samurai versus, and this is a multiple accounts number, 
um, 8,000 Mongols <laughs> that stormed their island. That's so, um, lo and behold, uh, the samurai put up a fight. There is an account of one samurai that took on 25 Mongols in single arm combat by himself. Uh, you know, ultimately that, I guess, doesn't matter because... They, they lost. Of course they lost. Absolutely they lost. Uh, what, what did you expect uh, from them? <laughs> they got comboed. Yeah, and uh, the invaders took over the island for a while. But uh, And in the game, you play as Lord Sakai, who is one of the people that is fighting <clears throat> to get the Mongol invaders off the island. And um, it's great. You start off with just samurai tactics. Uh, eventually you start getting... They never say these words, but it's 100% ninja tactics. Ninja. How do you think it's... Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. How do you think it stacks up against Sekiro? Sekiro I guess they're like... Sekiro, they're you're playing a ninja. Names. Yeah. Uh, you're 100% playing a ninja in Sekiro. In this, you're playing a samurai who happens to be forced into the ninja lifestyle because he's out of options. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you start throwing kunai, you... um. Okay, there's a lot of things I liked of this game versus Sekiro. Sekiro is a Dark Souls game. This is, this is an open world Assassin's Creed style game, but you're a samurai. You can, you can walk up to an enemy fort, and you could do a couple options. You can either sneak around and start like headshotting and picking people off and assassinating them and stabbing them in the neck, or you can walk up to the fort, big samurai pants on, and you hit the button that says stand off, and your guy says come out and fight me, and. Uh, some, some Mongols line up and you take them on in single combat and you just start cutting them down with like uh, time to button pushes. Now if they, if you lose that single combat, you're reduced to a sliver of health and the next attack like insta kills you. But if you can start just bam, bam, bam and you can play the entire game that way just as an honorable samurai or you could be a sneaky bastard ninja. And it feels so good because you're you're so burdened with options into how to take out Mongols. <laughs> I thought you I thought you were gonna say you're so burdened with honor, and I was like, wow, you really did get in this game. Oh my god. No, you're you're so burdened with options. Like, there's a Mongol sitting over there. Do you use your regular bow and arrow? Or do you want to be a ninja and do you want to use your arrow that now shoots explosives? Because fuck them! <laughs> or do you want to go ahead and stand off with a group of mongols not in single combat but swinging your sword and you get a bunch of different stances for different type of uh, mongol combatants uh the different stances do different levels of attack to them and actually it's like a think of it like a pokemon weakness system the moon stance beats people that are in sword mode if someone has a shield you do the uh the wind stance so on and so forth or you could just eh, throw a sticky bomb at them, and you throw a sticky bomb on their shield, and the guy freaks out. He's like, oh, no, what do I do? Bam. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I, I love it. Eventually, later on in the game, a little bit of mysticism comes in to where you unlock the ghost mode, and what this mode consists oh. of is um, you get you do some things in the game at the halfway point, and you activate this mode after you killed like so many enemies in a row. It's seven enemies in a row. And in ghost mode, you click two buttons together, kind of like God of War Spartan mode. And all the enemies on screen freeze. They're so in awe at the fact that you're the ghost of Tsushima. Name drop. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
they don't attack you. They're just standing frozen in terror, and you get to run up to them and just cut them down in one hit. And uh, depending That's on kind of wild, like. the, depending on the armor that you're wearing, you eventually get an armor that if you start cutting motherfuckers down in one or two hits, you have like a thirty percent chance of the enemies running away in terror of you. Because they're so afraid of all the Mongol killing you've been doing. And don't be sad that you're killing, like, so many thousands of Mongols as you go through this game. The The storytelling in this game makes them cartoonishly evil. And that actually brings me to a complaint I have about this game. I was reading some game reviews, just to kind of, like, after I beat the game, just to see what other people thought. And a big complaint I saw from a lot of people is, this game is so fucking sad and after I beat the game and I did all the extra side quests and whatnot, I'm like yeah this is like like it it's like too serious this is one of the most depressing video games I think I've ever played because there's like n almost no levity to it there's two instances yeah. of levity in the entire game the rest of it is all about people suffering and what the Mongols did to them to make them suffer. That's the entire game. You're meant to just hate the Mongols. I feel bad for anyone of Mongolian descent playing this game because they're like, Jesus Christ, guys, calm it the fuck down. We get it. Yeah. Shit. So, it, so it's <laughs> almost like it's grim dark, but it seems also kind of one note too because it's like mongol bad but like really bad it's over the like top really bad. really bad it's kind of like if, kinda... if you're a warhammer 40k fan it's like tyranids bad where tyranids are the only race in warhammer 40k that's like no there is nothing good about this race not not a single good thing can be said about them the universe would be better if they all just died that's kind of how this game <laughs> approaches the mongols where the game, like, actively says, like, you know what? Genocide might be an option in this case. It's weird! That That is my biggest complaint about this game. There's no, like, split of the stories where you can, like, appreciate the Mongols' side. It's it's definitely 100% like, nah, we should yeah. kill them all. Noted oh very chill uh, historical entity, Imperial Japan. <laughs> Yeah, exa very, exactly. Very cool, cool people. <laughs> there's a there's a certain point where you're just like, you know, you guys have been the bad guys at points. <laughs> this isn't that period of the game. The game does bring up, uh, the game does kind of lean towards like, hey, the shogunate of Japan in this area. He he wasn't a great guy either. You know, the island has done some bad things here and there. They've got kind of kind of a shadowy past, but. They didn't deserve nah. this. No, yeah, yeah, they, they definitely go into like, no, no, the Mongols are the worst. <laughs> they do bad stuff, but with no honor instead of doing bad stuff. 100%, 100% the game goes there. <laughs> it goes there several times. They're in, in the one third chapter of the game, your character starts doing stuff where a second character says like, no, we've done bad stuff. But we've done it with honor! At the very <laughs> least! Oh, okay. Are you saying you do it for honor? Oh my god. Oh my gosh, Man, Josh. I sucked at that game. Most, <laughs> most people did. <laughs> um, but I, I want to get into good things about the game again. That's like my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint is there's no black and white. In, I mean, 
my apologies. The game is way too black and white. There's zero gray. There is Mongols are the bad. Japan, especially the island of Tsushima, very good. Super good. As a matter of fact, the Mongols are just super evil. They're like the Nazis of this game. It's so weird. Do you know how the Nazis are like, yeah, put Nazis in your game. They're irreprehensible. You don't have to do a lot of extra work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This game goes just out of its way. Gosh, okay. Back to the good things. You could follow a fox. You could pet the fox. If you start... Uh-huh. Uh, if you start praying at fox shrines, you get special charms to increase your attack or buff... Just basically buff your stats and whatnot. Um, we talked about this before the podcast. You can write haiku, and then the haiku you write is attached to the headband that you wear because that's the that's, only reward you get. That's dumb, but that's, like, the right kind of dumb. I, I, I respect it. I dig it. <laughs> I don't know. It's... It's kind of weird, but I dig it. It's a little dumb, but again, I respect it. Um, it, you you know how you can set a waypoint in most games, and you have this, like, you have map indicators on your screen telling you, yeah, go here. For the waypoints in this game, you have to swipe up on the motion sensor on your PS4 bar, and the wind blows where you're supposed to go, because it's like the old adage, a samurai goes where the wind is blowing, and that's... That never gets old, not gonna that's lie. Ca- that's, again, very dumb, but also kind of cool. It's so cool, because the particle effects in this game are great and a little bit much. I'm not gonna lie, there have been a couple times where the abuse of the particle effects has maybe stopped me from seeing what I'm doing in battle. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't see you, there's so many cherry blossoms in the way, someone help! <laughs> 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 You're just like choking on cherry blossoms. Has, and down the Mongols. has any of those have any of those particle effects had a negative impact on the performance? You know, has it caused like frame rate dips, or is this game pretty well optimized on? Oh, a hundred percent frame rate dips. Yeah, the, yes, yes. The game runs at thirty frames per second <laughs> when it wants. When you're in combat and you accidentally activate the wind, fifteen. <laughs> it's it, slideshow time, baby. It's not that bad, but yeah, you you feel that. You notice that it happens. Uh, someone said that the game runs at 60. It does not. Maybe maybe it kicks it up to 60. Maybe it's at the maybe unlocked on the, rate. Maybe on a PS5. Maybe on something that you can't play yet. But. Or maybe on the PS4 <laughs> Pro it runs at 60 in the menu, but then, you know. I don't know what it... I don't have a pro. I don't know what it runs at a pro. I haven't, like, watched a Digital Foundry video, but it's a pretty solid 30 for most of the game. But, yeah, there there are instances where it gets a little chaotic, and it's it's hitting 25 or 20. And if there's way too much going on the screen... I can't, it, even, I can't even imagine, like... And, and this is also me just being a little spoiled with the, with the, with the, with the chonker I have in here, but, like... If it dips below like a hundred, I start to get a little like fussy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to oh you! Only eighty frames. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Idris Elba from from Hot Ones. Like, <laughs> oh shit! That's, oh, yeah. That's another thing. Um, the there's thing a- is that like ninety five FPS. Um, there's a parry system, much like in Sekiro, Mike. Um. But the parry window in this game is weird. Sekiro, for all of my complaints of it running at an unlocked frame rate on the PS4 and 
unlocked frame rates are not great for games that ask for you to be frame perfect with things, ever. Um, the parry system in here is, I could never 100% get it down because it's so odd of when you're supposed to attack at different enemies. So I just, not gonna mm -hmm. lie, I ignored it for the most part. You can find a charm later on that, like, increases the parry window. Or you can just put it in easy mode and the parry window is like 30 frames or something ridiculous like that. It's like a oh. Like, I don't have to parry if I uh, strike first, you know? That, that's a good strategy. Uh, Parrying is not the honorable way. Um, I, another complaint. Uh, the game, when you get to a certain story point, you start uh, opening the map. It, like, opens the map and says, you know what, you should liberate Tsushima and go ahead and uh, take out all the Mongol forts. And I did that last night, gentlemen. And guess what you get for it? No, just, just guess. What's that? A golden headband. You know what? That would have been cool. You get nothing. Oh, okay. What, we, you we, get an achievement. You do get an achievement. Achievement. You oh, get oh. Thumbs up. I was... I'm not going to lie. That was the biggest disappointment I think I had about this game. Because it was... that The story is there, and it's still good, and I highly recommend everyone that has a PS4, like, give this game a shot. I think you'll be interested. And it's not long if you do just a critical path. Uh, just a path that's all the way through the story mode of the game. It's really, really cool. The story... I don't want to spoil any of it. It's a really good samurai story. Don't play it in Kurosawa mode. You're robbing yourself of the beautiful colors and scenery in this game. Yeah. So I thought that looking. I think the presence of that mode I don't I, I I haven't played the game. I think the presence of that mode is kind of cringe. It's a like, callback. It's, it's very it's very like western gaze. I think <sighs> I'm just like, "Ah, come on. Just why your team did all this work on this color and and stuff and It's a marketing know, gimmick. Just, it's yeah, exactly. It's just it's like, "Come on. This is this is for like the people on Reddit be like, "Oh, so cool. This is great." Right, you should never play the game shit. in that mode. Yeah, it seems like a terrible idea. A it, it terrible is, idea. Uh, if you, for accessibility issues, whatever mode you start the game in, the option to drop the game back to easy mode. Like, it goes from, you could go from any difficulty you want, but uh, the option to always just say, you know what, I, I, I'm having a lot of trouble, let's just take it all the way back to easy mode. That option is always there in the menu. But you can't bump it up. Just, just be aware of that. So... Everyone should give this game a shot. It's a game of all skill levels. It's really fun. Really enjoy it. You get to name your horse. That's that's great. You get to pick your horse. You get a white. I like picking horses. Oh, you you do get to pick your horse. Uh, D horse. Uh, the game is doing extremely well sales wise. It sold three million copies in the first week. They're doing okay. Yeah, Sucker Punch as a studio is doing all right. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be all right. They'll be all small right. Independent, no, no, in small independent studio, Sucker Punch. Oh, and uh, as far as I know, it doesn't have any microtransactions associated with it. You like Everything that you can find around is just there in the game, and you can just go get it, and you can customize by... You customize your armor colors by going out into the world and picking flowers and then the I guess the merchant crushes up the flowers to make the colors I like that has a better shader system than Destiny confirmed I mean you're, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they really <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> uh, that's oh, cool. 
that's all I have to say about Ghost of Tsushima. I really, really loved it. I, I'm i not going to go back and never play it again. I, I've done everything I could do in, or I want to do in that game. Oh! that That's one final thing I wanted to bring up. You're burdened with options in that game. Every time you go to a hot spring, it ticks your health up by 1% off of its base. So if you want to find all 20 hot springs, you actually do get a prize for that. You get to fight naked from now on. <laughs> yes, out, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. Uh, but there's you can find every fox den, and it keeps giving you micro charms. You could do every side mission. Don't, please, don't. They're not that interesting. The game's great. So, still, I re- highly recommend it to both of you. I know you both have PS4s. Try it out. Yes. Um, I uh, I think. Uh, as far as other games that we've been playing, I know Josh and I have been. Uh, I don't. I think you're probably a little farther than me at this point, but we have been playing a little bit of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Indeed, we one have. And two. One and two. Ooh. One and two. Wait, one and two were re-released. Yes. So, um, this week on Tuesday, I want to say, um, they did a, re- a release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two in a collection together. Um, you know, it's kind of a seamless transition to the game. Each game, like, they're contained in the same launcher. $40, which is not a bad price for a, uh, you know, two-game remaster. Um, very faithful in terms of the level design and the goals to the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mm-hmm. 1 and 2. In to- Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, they did bring parity to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, by putting 10 goals on each level rather than the original five. So every um, level has five additional goals than it did over the original. But, you know, you're still doing the collect skate, collect the yeah. five things around. Grind, Secret tape. Yeah, grind on certain objects, score score attack, highest combo, that kind of thing. So uh, two-minute runs. Um, you know, it really looks to, to me it looks like what i remember tony hawk's pro skater looking like you know yeah. 15 years ago when i was playing the original on my ps1 like they are great looking games and i i love the way the skating feels in these two games yeah i i mean because i haven't really played like a ton of like i haven't played a lot of skating games i think the last like tony hawk game i spent a significant amount of time with was like thug mm-hmm. i played which i re- i remember being pretty like i remember kind of liking that one i thought it was pretty good yeah i like, i played everything up through thug 2 and then anything after that pretty much uh, you know i didn't have a console had kind of fallen off of yeah um you know just it was it wasn't in on my radar or the game you know the when the games were coming out they weren't reviewing really well so i was like oh well you know i'd rather keep my good memories of the tony hawk games alive rather than yeah. playing these bad ones and like and and with that like i haven't played one of these in forever but you know i like just did the tutorial tutorial like jumped right in and i felt like i was like oh yeah i'm kind of like you know i'm a little rusty i'm still got to work on you know some of my stuff but like I, I was really able to just jump right back in and like this is the one like this is the warehouse oh my god like this is like yep. the level from like the demo disc and stuff like that and uh i mean it's if anything it's like it's like kind of surprising that it and i don't mean i i don't mean this in a bad excuse me in a bad way but like what took them so long because it's like like I, again i don't want to i don't want to mean that like a me or like why didn't they just make it good 
like you know dumb take like that but it's like it it's just like it really i think kind of the ele- like the simplicity is like i i really appreciate it because it's like look what if we just you know remade these graphics like they, they look like a, it's a great looking game we just what if we just got the feel right focused on just like the core experience like put in a bunch of cool unlockables um it's just like it's just like they kind of just really went back to the basics of like tony hawk as everyone kind of remembers it yeah and i think um yeah like josh said it's like 40 bucks so it's like a great price and it's it's a i'm really enjoying yeah and like you know if kind of on that point it's it both like what took them so long to do this and also what happened with that original Tony Hawk HD remake and then Tony Hawk 5 that made those games so bad like yeah. what what changed i mean i'm 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 very happy that this this game i'm going to call it this game because on it like yes it's two games but it, you know it's in the same package it's one, it's one package yeah um like this game is so good and you know it it the skating feels good I like the fact that they decided to make all the like original characters that they brought over like their current age. So it's like 2020 Tony Hawk, not yeah, know, that's ni- fun. 1998 Tony Hawk, which is hilarious. But they brought you know they bring in some new skaters. I think the um, the character stat stuff, the way they're doing that, some of the unlockables and challenges. While they could do a little better job of like helping you keep track of those challenges yeah while you're doing them in game uh besides the, the just like the five the 10 objectives like i th- still think that that adds a a good kind of like a good like meta game yeah it, it's a good it's thing nice. to do and go back to to experience getting the stat points with the other skaters or to just continue to go back even after you've completed a level completely um the multiplayer stuff is pretty fun um you know i'm I, I want to know what happened to cause a change in such a positive direction. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, you know, because I, I think Vicarious Visions worked uh, worked on this. And I know for while Destiny was still part of, uh, uh, was still partnered with, Act- or Bungie was still partnered with Activision for Destiny stuff. I know Vicarious Visions did a lot of really good stuff for, like, like they are the reason, basically, why Destiny 2 has a PC port. Yeah. and. Uh, I think definitely is as far as like the PC version of this game, it is a great port um, from my experience. Um, so I think that may you know maybe they just had like the right team, yeah. Just really kind of, and again, like I said, I just really appreciate just kind of the, you know, back to basics, real kind of just simple, not simple. I don't mean like unrefined. Like it's very like, I just appreciate that. It's, you know what? This is just the Tony Hawk game. Go have fun. Go! I I already like I kind of tried to make a custom skater. I like. I wish there was like a little bit more options with what you could do there, but kind of settled on a look I like. I, you know, built built out there, like the the tricks that they can do. I got some sick clothes for them. Like, I, I'm really enjoying. Yeah, it. and so um, I hope two things from this this game that happened one as i really hope that this gives the studio and the the folks there the leverage and the the power they need to make a tony hawk six or, or some other game like that and kind of put that 
fifth game behind them, you know, and, and really make a new modern Tony Hawk game with with some additional feature, you know, what what does a a more modern game look than than just a you know a remake of this game? Um, and also, a hundred Tony Hawks drop out of a plane into Orange County and fuck Tony. Okay, Tony. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that just Radical Heights though? But that game, I, I can't. I'm kind of yes. into it. Yeah, might as well. I'm, I'm also yeah. Every yeah, and then and then the barrier is the barrier is a bunch of cops who are coming to you know be narcs and and like that and are gonna narc on you and then you lost me. they push just, you closer. And it's closer just the it's just the uh, the security guard who drives around the levels driving exactly. around in a circle, and he gets in a tighter, tighter, tighter circle, and if he hits you, you die. Exactly. <laughs> and but uh, anyway, and the other thing is, I I do hope that there is an opportunity. For them uh, and the the folks at John Bomb kind of put this in my head, and I'm like, no, this has to happen now. Of them doing like Tony Hawk three and four, Thug one and two, and like making this a a platform for kind of the HD real re realization of those games, bringing those in. So then you know, let's say you're playing you know, original Tony Hawk m multiplayer, you have six games in the hopper that you can pick levels and, and, and information from. I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. I mean, even if they even if they just, like, bring in the levels, I mean, yeah. that would really be... That's pretty much all anyone would really need. Yeah, yeah I mean, do you but, really you know, need a remake of, like, Tony Hawk Underground? Like, I say no. You probably... Really think about that. Yeah. Especially Thug 2. I remember really Thug 2 being kind of weird. I, I hate to oh, say God. it, but 15-year-old me who was reading CSS or CCS, whatever the fuck that magazine was all the time, really wants Bam Margera back, so. Just the, you can feel like the closet, you know, where your DC shoes are, you haven't opened, put them on in 10 years, are calling to you. I mean, I may or may not have today been looking at both Osiris shoes Oh skate decks for me and my oldest daughter so you just want to you just want to go to a white castle and get a crave case and then throw a bunch of sandwiches at bam margera's dad and you know that's just you you, you, you just described the perfect evening. it just calls to you it's calling <laughs> to you you can hear it feel okay. it it really does it really does on the surface of your mind yeah i'm gonna teach my daughter to skateboard and i you know what it's one of those things that every time i play this game I go, I could probably still do a kickflip, right? I haven't done one in 20 years. I could probably still do it. Well, it's okay. You know, I never really skateboarded, you know, a lot when I was a kid. And I have one now, and I'm kind of learning. So I'm not great, but I can go from point A to point B without dying. So that's cool. It's something. It's it's fun. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, I think we've been really we've been enjoying that. Oh, we've been dipping into Warzone just a little bit. No, it's not like a super new game, but uh, Warzone fun. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Mike and I have been talking about doing, uh, recording some video of our war. Yeah, so stay tuned. Or shenanigans, so maybe after we hop off this recording, we can do a little little video test out there. But uh, Yeah. You know, the, I think the, the Warzone formula that Call of Duty has for the Battle Royale, I, I think they have iterated on it in an interesting way kind of yeah 
doing things slightly different than your Fortnite and your PUBG with the um, with like the contracts that you can get that give you like intel on where the next circle is going to be or like will give you a player location. Um, being able to like collect money and buy kill streak rewards, dropping in loadout, like dropping in the ability to grab one of your standard loadouts. So like you could have one of your loadouts be a pretty sick um, warzone loadout and then get that on the map. Or the fact that if you die, you go to the gulag and you have an opportunity to fight your way back onto the battlefield for uh, you know a period of time um, up until kind of the last few circles. So they they've done enough with it so it's not just like oh Call of Duty has uh, you know a, a game mode like this because you have to if you have a shooter yeah. like they've actually done stuff to it to make it interesting and compelling and feel different than the other battle royales on the market um, yeah and, and I think I even remember probably saying on this on this very podcast uh, that kind of what I had always wanted from like I appreciated PUBG but I didn't particularly enjoy playing it just because it was it was very early it's in its so you know, buggy. Kind of, it was very early in its life and was very buggy, like you said. So I was really kind of waiting for like the uh, like the uh, battle royale kind of experience with just a little bit more polish and Warzone just kind of fits that pretty much to a T. So. Yeah. Just by that kind of virtue alone, I've just been really enjoying it. So well, I mean, you you tell like, me, you tell me, like, oh, you're gonna have a Call of Duty game, and they're gonna have to worry about like draw distances beyond like two feet away from you. You're like, they can't pull that shit off. But no, I mean, the map is massive. It's interesting. The you know the 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 work they've done with the engine and, and that game, it runs well. Like it it does. It feels like a Call of Duty, but is completely outside of what you know some somebody who thinks of like your typical call of duty from five years ago is like uh, there's no way that that team could pull something like that off but they absolutely do yeah it's yeah so like josh said stay tuned we might be uh doing some video shenanigans with that so i got second place last night on a solo i was so close and we had that that team game where like i was two hundred dollars short of buying Josh back in, and we were like, "What were we like squads, the I think, top, top three squads?" Like, it's like, God, it was like the last circle too. So, oh, I, I didn't realize this too. The interesting thing is the last, the very last circle. Well, so it'll the gas will close down to a very very small area, and then the safe circle moves into the gas, and then the gas cloud moves to that area. So it's a very interesting kind oh. of very last dynamic of like how the, oh. the you have to shift your spacing a little bit. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I like that. So that's a good you little can't just, like, like kind of posted up somewhere hiding in that last circle because like, likely you can't happen, just like camp it. Like, it's gonna the gas is gonna overtake you because it's gonna move. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Oh, huh. Well, well, like I said, uh, stay tuned for possibly some video stuff on that coming soon uh and before we go uh too long here folks i think we should hit on some of this news because there's news this week yeah which is it's basically like josh's tech minute but like all of the news wait yeah. before you get um, into that happiness so do we want to i guess oh, like i think ray's trying prob- to say something but his microphone is not functioning properly 
No, not at no, all. No, I cannot hear you. How about now? There you go. Yes, now I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, um, real quick, uh, I wanted to talk with you guys about that thing Nintendo did with that Mario game. Oh my that. god. I guess I, I want to get oh, that out of yeah. the way. Yeah, we should we should do that. Yeah. First, okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about the non the non hardware news first before we get into like Josh's tech minute news. It's cute. You think it'll be a minute? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> minute. Yeah. Um. So the, Nintendo had a really cool direct celebrating Mario's uh, 35th anniversary. By the way, reminder: they did fuck all for Samus's 35th fourth anniversary Mario moves titles Samus is not I'm sorry Ooh, it's it hurts because it's true ah anyway you know, it's like that's why I'm not crying myself to sleep about <laughs> the okay, F-Zero baby, don't worry they don't they don't what, hear, what they, is that it's a it's a, a Metroid it's a baby Metroid <laughs> Josh until you get the baby Metroid amiibo I'm not sure you're a fan or not I don't know jury is still out uh, hold on one sec. Hi. Oh, look at that. Aww. Podcast interruption. Right. You'll love to see it, folks. Tenderness. So, Nintendo's Direct celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary was saying, Hey, Mario's 35 years old, so as a thank you, we're going to release a bunch of Mario games on the Switch software, which the, the, the Switch's, the Nintendo's internet is... It's a thing. Um... We're also going to release uh, one of the coolest Mario games I've heard in a long time. What's it called? The 35th Anniversary Game? Or Mario 35. Mario 35, where it's Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy oh, in no. one cart. It's it's uh, it's super, Mario, super, 3D Super Mario All-Stars or something like that? Yeah, that's the, the 3D, 3D All-Stars. Okay. The Mario 35 one was like the Battle Royale one, which also sounds kind of cool. Right. So for those two titles... They're only available for six months. Until like, March 31st. Yeah, and they start selling it in two weeks. Uh, this is September 10th when we're recording this. And that is... God, that's so shitty. That's very weird. No, I know like, why they're doing it. It's like, oh man, you don't want to miss out. You better go... Mike, we know you want to play Super Mario Sunshine. This is your chance I to do, buy I it on not, Switch. No, do $60, Mike. Sunshine fan. No, no. <laughs> we know you love no, that Sunshine. No, I don't. No, don't. How dare you? How You this want Flood. You want this Flood so I bad. I want Flood. <laughs> No, so, this is defaming. When you, I'm, I'm when suing. don't you uh, have my lawyer's going. My lawyer Josh is going <laughs> to contact. You'll hear from him about you, this. You have missed making Yoshi spit out juice for decades. Yoshi can't swim. He turns into bubbles when you hit the water. You missed that. That and that, that fucking up. When I was a kid. You you missed the squid racing. No, okay, yeah, I was actually pretty good at that squid racing. You had to like <laughs> cut corners on some of those. So. I don't really have any affinity for any of these games. I did not. Okay. Play, I did not play Mario sixty four on the sixty four. I did not play Mario sixty four until it was on the DS, and I never finished it. To never, be honest, the DS version is the better version. Like, yeah. if you can only play one version, that's it. I've never played Super Mario Sunshine, and I like kind of started Super Mario Galaxy, but I never finished it. So, like, okay, Mario the, Galaxy is actually you, one of the okay, best uh, games so ever made. If if there was some actual 
work done to these games, some quality of life improvements, some uprising. I mean, I think the only thing they've done to Super Mario 64 is like change the aspect ratio. They've done nothing yeah. to Sunshine and basically nothing to Galaxy, including making you still use motion controls essentially. Like, they, wait, what? <laughs> yes, you still you... have to like you have to detach the Joy Cons and use motion controls for Super Mario Galaxy. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Yeah. Like they've not only ah, are they going to charge you sixty dollars for this game and make it limited release, not only in physical but in digital copy, but they're also gonna be insulting and not do any actual work to the games and just say, Here piggies, take your slot. Like it's nostalgia it's nostalgia time. Rush because it's a limited time release. Like it, Like it's kind of wild how I mean, and I've heard like I, you know I mean I kind of respect like you know having these like kind of historical things, but on the other hand, we just got done talking about how great of a remake Tony Hawk like Tony Hawk is. Yeah. So to, to and how much work went into that and how great it is, and then to see Nintendo just kind of basically like. Hey, you can play this on your plaza screen now, but like, also we didn't do anything to it would, remake the it controls. It would be on this. a lot of work, but like, imagine it's, how good Mario sixty four would look if it was drawn like Super Mario Odyssey. Like that game would be phenomenal. And like, yeah, but counterpoint, but and not even that, wait, but wait, just wait. like Galaxy, just like give me like a let me play with a pro controller. What? what? I I have a counterpoint That's to crazy this. To me. Okay, the the Mario Galaxy like forcing you to still use motion controls things, that's indefensible. That's wild. That 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 is just bad. Oh, holy shit, that's bad. Um but I of course someone like me that appreciates I don't know if maybe the only one talking here that appreciates like older style retro games, I actually want the one to one Mario 64 warts and all experience cuz that's yeah. That's the way people experience. I it honestly when it came think out. like sixty, like if the sixty-four want, style holds up okay. If you want to, if you want to do that, then download a fucking emulator and. Play but this it that is the way. legal like, version. Wait, stop! You can't. What you can't shit talk Nintendo of never giving you a legal option, and then they give you the legal option. You're like, but they no, they I don't because, want no, that. Because they didn't. Because they didn't release it on its own. They didn't just say like, oh, you can go buy. Mario 64 for twenty dollars. You have to go buy three games at a full fat sixty dollars. Like that's I'm, I'm not, gonna, that's not an inconsequential. The, oh, and by the way, you've got to you've got to rush to do it during a pandemic where millions of people are out of jobs. Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about the sixty dollar price point. But you have had, and this is me like shit talking emulators for just a second. You have had decades of different systems that I know you own. To buy Mario 64 on the Nintendo eShop for I'm, pennies on the dollar. I'm not talking about me specifically. I'm talking about the royal we, like a, a hypothetical me that didn't like give up on Super Mario 64 on the DS because I was bored as fuck. Like, ah! like somebody who actually cares and was like, man, I'd love to play Super Mario 64, and like, oh, that sucks. Like, it's. This this product is not for me, and you know I've heard some people speculate like there was a there was a time where Nintendo was planning on you know doing an up res and doing some work to these games to release it, but COVID got in the way. And I'm like no 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 no, 
COVID's no. only been around for six no. months. These decisions were made long ago. Yeah. Nintendo planned to fuck you a long time ago. <laughs> I don't like, think it would be. I guess we'll, well as we, maybe we get maybe as we. I mean, I kind of like the. Uh, like I definitely can kind of ap- appreciate like the more just kind of original like. I think there's there's obviously room for both of these things, um, but I I also, I'm also a sucker for like some more you know give me some like behind the scenes stuff give me some like you know kind of build out the package that way like that would be cool I don't know if that's in there but I feel like that would be if you're gonna do like something pretty th- like this where they're basically just upresing it to work on a a standard TV I'd hope that they have some you know kind of feature you know just some better feature and kind of stuff like around the periphery of that just to make it a more modern experience. Yeah. I guess like that would be that I feel like is, but this, if it's kind of more of an, like, you know, if it's part of like the all-star brand, that's kind of something I would, I would think would be cool and would help make it less sucky. Yeah. And it just, it just goes to show that at the end of the day, Nintendo doesn't care about, being being modern and really about their customers all that much like because if if Nintendo was paying attention they would know that their classic console releases from a few years ago when they talked about the limited supply all that did was drive scalpers to go and buy them so that the people who legitimately wanted them never paid retail price for those boxes now Thankfully, there is a digital option for this, but like, still, you have people who have bandwidth caps. You have people who don't have great internet. You might have people who don't have internet at all who are going to struggle to find this physical copy of the game because you already have people out there on the internet selling pre-orders for this game. And I'm sure you're going to have a time where like people are selling switches with you know 3D All Stars on it. Like, it's just yeah, it's it is. Like anti-customer, it is anti-consumer, and it like in 2020, Nintendo is literally indefensible in doing this. Like yeah, there is no reason for it. There's yeah, like, there's no reason the, for limited run. This, on this is an incredibly generous assumption I'm going to make here, but I think the only reason this would be like slightly like remotely acceptable is if they're like is if they were noted that on the same day that they announced this, that, which, you know, we're obviously, it's already too late, that after this initial period, that's when you'll be able to buy them individually for $20. So, like, yeah, you can get be, Super Mario 64, like, Mario 64 for like 20 bucks. You can get Sunshine on Switch for 20 bucks. You can get Mario Galaxy for 20 bucks. Like, if they had announced that, at the same time that they announced that that the that'd like, be okay just, like you can get like, you, that would make you know, that would that would be the only way that this limited time sale thing would be like acceptable in any way but so and they didn't do that so therefore yeah because, this is really weird one, what that what would mean the that fuck Nintendo would have to admit like oh yeah we can emulate old we can put old games on the eShop and like make the virtual console again we just are choosing not to because fuck you and two, it is absolutely unreal that I can still, to this day, go to Walmart and pick up Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. But, like, 
in six months, I'm probably in four months, I'm not going to be able to go to a store and find 3D All Stars. Also, one more thing: the fact that they use the All Stars branding when the original Super Mario All Stars was like, okay, we're going to take all these classic games, we're going to up-res them, we're going to make them look like a Super Nintendo game, and then we're going to release them on this platform. Like, they're using the All-Stars designation without doing the All-Stars thing, so like... Oh, Josh, you're, you're, you're skipping so much. Like, the yeah. All-Stars cart for the Super Nintendo, it added save functions in between level save functions. It changed different levels besides just up-resing the graphics. This one, it's I'm on the website right now for it. It's bragging. It's like, we have improved resolution for the three games. What that means is they've got it so it runs at a 16 by 9 ratio. They haven't upscaled it. It just <clears throat> it, it just won't look like complete horse crap on your new TV. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! And, and, and! It comes with a soundtrack. Oh, okay, I'm back I on mean, board. Uh, oh, ah, shit. Damn, damn it. That's it. That's actually it. Those are the only two features they brag about. They're like, we improved this it runs at 16 by 9, and we have a, uh, a sound test feature. Which, um... Okay, Sonic Adventure came with a sound test feature, and they didn't brag about that on the back of the box. <laughs> that is such a weird thing to brag about! God! It's very Nintendo. <laughs> Did you and I mean that in a very bad way. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Sega Genesis came with a sound test feature. Do not make a whole webpage where you brag about each game coming with a sound test. God, that's so bad. Oh my gosh. Oh, so you, like, could, you just buy the soundtracks? I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, so. One thing I, what I thought was exciting was the announcement that they're bringing 3D World. Uh, to the Switch, yep. which is a super duper slept on Wii U Mario game, and I think if you have not played it, God, it, that game is such a delight. Um, that soundtrack I liked is it. a Mario all timer. Uh, it's that's so that's good. The, that's the one with the cat suits, right? Yes. Yeah, that game is like really, really easy if you play single player. Oh, if you play yeah. a four player, it's like the hardest goddamn Mario game you've ever played in your life. Oh yeah, because I'm convinced it it was tuned for two players. It was not tuned for four players. Fuck yeah, Mario game where you're bouncing on top of each other, like. But oh yeah, like I am, and it seems like they've got some like new content coming for that too. Oh, uh, let's yeah, check the, that uh, out. So Bowser, Bowser's Fury, kind of yes, like, so like, like a little expansion uh, adding to it. Again, like I cannot recommend this game enough. If, especially if you never played it. Like, I'm going to get this again, even though I have it on the Wii U. February 12th. So, I, again, I highly, highly recommend this more. I, I, there are so many people who have just, you know, who did not, who, because they didn't own a Wii U, because that's entirely understandable why you wouldn't own a Wii U. Yeah, it, it is. Who did I, not play this game and I, I, absolutely owe it to themselves to do so. I, I, I totally have a Wii U. It's sitting in my closet over there. Yep, mine's, uh, under the couch here. You know what's sad about the Wii U? It's everyone's Wii U is exactly where it deserves to be, away from yeah. sight. <laughs> as soon as Mario, as soon as Mario Kart Eight came out on the Switch, I was like, "Oh, well, once Nintendo wised up and they're just like, do, yeah, we're, we're just dumping Wii U games onto the Switch. We we all know you slept on that console. It's like it's a wrap. In you yeah. go, into the box you go." <laughs> Um, there's only one. There's only one reason to keep out a Wii U if you have one, and that is the original Super Mario Maker. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get the that's tablet, fair. That, well, the, nice. Part Part Two is a worthy enough replacement on the Switch. But there's something about having the the tablet TV at the same time that. Okay. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. The, yeah. the Switch version does not quite match. Um, a few other kind of smaller announcements from um, that th Mario 35. Um, they are releasing a Super Mario Brothers themed Game and Watch. Um, oh yeah. Super Mario All Stars is coming to the classic SNES um, for Switch Online customers. Um, then there was the, we kind of touched on this a little bit, the Super Mario Bros. 35, which looks really cool. It's kind of like Tetris 99, but with Super Mario World. Like, you're playing Super Mario World against 35 people. You're sending junk to each other, trying to mess with each other. It's great. Don't fall in I'm love just with it, though, because it's also going away on March 31st. Why? What is the point of limited, well, six-month support periods for this? I got two this. answers for you right here. Yeah, so bang boom. Th this goes back to what you were saying, Josh. Th this sort of weird FOMO marketing, it makes me like I'm not gonna lie to you guys. When during the Nintendo Direct, once uh, Nintendo announced that it was limited time release, I went to Amazon and it was in my cart. And then I thought, I saw the thing where it says, uh, up until March 21st. And you know what? I just looked at that and said, man, fuck them. And I, like, took no. that shit out of my car. And I'm like, I'm not feeding into this. No. No. I'm not doing it. That's yeah. not the down, to down speak either of you if you want to do it. I'm just like, man, I already played all three of these games, and I didn't beat Mario Sunshine, and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they, if they, you know, yeah. again, if, if they had done some actual work to them, it could be a compelling game for me, but just to be like, here are three re-releases of games you weren't particularly interested in anyway, like, it just, it's not, it's not for me, and I'm not going to do it, and I'm also not going to support that business decision either, like, I'm not going to fight to try and get a copy, I'm not going to download yeah. a copy that they're not going to, you know, keep selling your support, like, you know, but, um, and then the last thing, because, um, you know, don't want to spend too much time on something we can't fall in love with, was the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, um, which is a physical Mario Kart that you put some markers down and kind of do like an AR RC car game through your living room or wherever. Um, I, I kind of want it. Yeah. The problem is I, I each that. car is $100. I oh, don't. look. It's Nintendo Labo again. Hey, Mike, remember when you said Labo wasn't going to be a dumpster fire? No. Oh. Searching memory. I don't. Searching memory. <laughs> Pull like receipts. No, I don't think I will. Yeah, no. looks cool. Looks neat. Seems like it might be too expensive. I really want to know how fast those carts actually go because that would be very, you know... I want to know how durable they actually are and how fast they just actually gotta, go. But. I'm going to short ohm my uh, home circuit It'll Mario Kart to make them go like 20 miles an hour. <laughs> It, it'll shockingly get more support than this uh, Mario game that we're talking about. It'll somehow still be still around <laughs> six months from now. Yeah, six months is not a long time. You know, it's not. especially during a fucking global pandemic. My God, it is so tone deaf. I just don't understand it. Um, but should we should we get to Breathe. the? Uh, should we get to the real meat and potatoes uh, hardware news here? 
Yes, please. Why don't we? All right. So, we, do, do, we, we, do we start with the the Xbox or do we start with uh, do we start with Nvidia? Xbox. Xbox. Let's do the Xbox. So, um, I want to say it was Sunday Sunday night around like nine o'clock Pacific time. Um, there there were some there were some leaks about the Xbox Series S's official existence and Xbox Series X's I'm with you, Ray. pricing. Yeah, I agree. Um, to which Microsoft responded with a meme and then said, okay, well, we're just going to announce it. And then they announced and showed pictures of the Xbox Series S along with the pricing of $299. Now, the Xbox Series S at $299 has a uh, the same 3.6 gigahertz processor as the Xbox Series X, um, slightly less graphics performance, um, no disk drive, and a 500 uh, 500 gigabyte hard drive rather than the one terabyte. Then a few days later, Xbox says, "You know what? Okay. Also, by the way, the Xbox Series X, 4.99," and released that information. Um, and actually, it's like yesterday and today, YouTubers now are even doing unboxings of the actual boxes showing the size comparison of the two. And, and boy, howdy, that Xbox Series S is small. It's small. It looks, it's a nice little piece of, like, equipment. Like, even compared, because I saw a comparison of it to a PS4, and it's it's nice. Like, it's like just the, yeah, like, it's a really good-sized I, I like I appreciate the terrifying monolith of the Xbox Series X. Like I kind of love the just the just the you know this is what you want. Yeah. We know that you just want a big black monolith yep. to just worship and game at. Um but I like the I like the very sleek white box too. It looks it's a, it's yeah, very nice it looks, looking. Yeah. It's it's it looks they both look super clean. Um I did forget to mention the Xbox Series S will do 1440p uh, gaming at 100 up to 120 uh, frames per second, but it will still do 4K um, video and media playing. So it is 4K capable, but not for um, the actual games themselves. Whereas yeah. the um, the Xbox Series X will do 4K, um, which I mean. You know, at three ninety nine, so, I, I, I think that is perfectly adequate. Um, you know, I don't know that anybody was really thinking that the the two boxes would be quite that low, especially the Series S. Um, and then, you know, they they mentioned this a it's while 499 ago. It's four ninety nine for the, the X, isn't it? What's that? It's four ninety nine for the X, isn't it? Yeah, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Okay. Um, but so you also. Um, they launched this with the Xbox One, but they're continuing it on into the um, the new Xbox Series lineup with the um, I forget what it's called, um, but they have a basically a, a system where you can pay twenty five bucks a month or thirty five bucks a month, respectively, for two years to get an Xbox Series S or an Xbox Series X with Game Pass. So. Um, you know, incredibly affordable monthly payments. If you know you you can't put together the money to pay for those things, you know, especially with the value of Game Pass. Also, now announcing that they're going to include EA Play in Game Pass as well. Like, 
the, the value proposition for getting into the Xbox ecosystem, you know, is they're making a very, very compelling argument, uh, both from a pricing, performance, and content standpoint, um, to say, like, hey, it's, it's safe to early adopt. Like, you know, normally the early adopters are going to spend hundreds of dollars. They're not going to have a lot of content, either old or new. So hang out for a few years but like oh hey here's a box that is reasonably priced you're going to have a lot of games to put on it you'll have a couple first party you know titles that look great on it right away and there will continue to be more games as time goes on so like jump in now the water's fine i think you can also like pre-order it right now as opposed to signing up for the ps5's weird ass lottery system yeah yeah, actually, let me try to do that right now. We're doing this live. Xbox Series X pre-order. By the way, I hate that name. Still hate the name. All, Xbox All Access. That was the, the name of the program where you can um, do installments. But And they, they can... Now, if you were in the All Access program, you can actually upgrade to a Series X or S as well. Um... So, yeah. And still we haven't heard anything mm. from Sony in terms of the pricing for either of their uh, versions of their consoles. So. Okay, so pre-orders uh, pre start on September 22nd, and no, they're not doing a stupid-ass lottery system. Yeah, I'm a little pissed about that. Nothing makes me angrier than a company saying, play our lottery so you have the ability to buy our console. Which, beg for it. Yeah, and it seems it seems really odd given the fact that they even announced that they were doubling their order for yeah. the launch window. So, like... Pre-order pre for a price you don't even know. They're like, beg for the ability to have the thoughts of aspirations of now, being able to purchase this. Is this the the pre-order is directly through Sony, isn't it? It's not through like a, a retailer. It's the, yeah, it's directly yeah. through Sony and you have to pre you you sign up with your PlayStation username account and then they will look through that and then determine if you're able via your username to go into the lottery so that you can sign up to pre-order the console of a price you don't even know! God, that's so late-stage capitalist, I can't stand it! Hmm, someone didn't even... platinum the order 1884, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Back in line with you. Have they said, like, oh, you're getting the opportunity to pre-order the disk drive version, the diskless version? No, one? Like, no! It's just... You're just the ability to pre-order. I mean, obviously... Can like... you... Fucking imagine if someone did this with like a car? No. My God. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't want to yes, call it's in, called I Tesla. I'm not counting tickets time. before <laughs> or um you know things things can get wacky, but like I just feel like Microsoft has learned a lot of lessons from the Xbox One launch and Sony is resting on their laurels too much and I like I feel like they're gonna switch places again. Like the, this is like the PS3 360. Microsoft and Sony's going to slip to, you know, being the the subpar experience again. I think yeah. the, I think I mean, you're I right. Think you, uh, I was going to ask if you we had already covered this, but uh, Josh is our tech 
a guru here. Do you feel, so? How do you feel like the S? Because based on my impression, I feel like the S is a pretty solid like it's pretty solid bang for your buck. And I want how do you guys feel? Yeah. About that? So I mean, you know the the both Xboxes are made with the same processor. Um, the Xbox Series S has slightly less um, graphic capabilities. I want to say it's like 10 teraflops versus 14 teraflops or something like that. Um, but it's based on the same RDNA 2 um, AMD architecture. You know, it's got ray tracing support. Um, you know, people say like, oh, you know, you can get a $300 graphics card, but like that doesn't take into consideration like, yes, you can spend $300 on a graphics card that will be about the same performance, but like you have to spend a lot more on more computer around that. Like you're not, yeah. you know, if you don't it's... have a you know high-end processor ram motherboard case like you know it's it's more than a three hundred dollars yeah you can stick that graphics card in your toaster i guess yeah yeah i don't do it i i think if 512 you know a a 512 gigabyte hard drive is a little small in my that's that's steep that's that's i will say the fact that you know i do understand from the 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 way that they are doing this new fast memory you know, there's a. Now, I will say, Xbox has announced that they will be selling um, upgrade cards that kind of slot in the back. And I, I was looking at the videos, and you can see both of them. You know, they look like PS2 era memory card slots. You just they do plunk them in. They're one terabyte. Uh-huh. That's so weird. <laughs> but um, you know, that's good. I'm. I don't know that they've announced pricing on those. I imagine they won't be cheap. Um, especially because they're proprietary, but cheaper or more expensive than Joy-Con. Aren't Joy-Cons like eighty bucks for a terabyte? I am going okay. My guess is that a one terabyte memory card to upgrade an Xbox will be a hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh no, no, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think, I, mean, I think Josh standard, is. I think unfortunately, I think Josh your, is right. Your standard right now. <laughs> Even with the prices going down, an M.2 one terabyte hard drive is around a hundred dollars, closer to a hundred and twenty. I'm gonna lowball you and say for a Microsoft proprietary uh, one terabyte SSD card that you can only use with <clears throat> Microsoft consoles, <clears throat> I'm gonna say it's gonna be like 80, 70 bucks. And that's only because, you know what? Microsoft's going to sell them at a huge fucking loss. Because everything they're doing with this uh, console generation is at a loss. Everything. Why not sell the memory cards at a loss? Okay, you know? Let's... I'm... We'll see. If if they sell them for 80 bucks, that's pretty good. I'd be okay with that. Like... I would be very... Well, I guess... It's Microsoft and not Nintendo. If it was Nintendo... If it was a Nintendo terabyte heart... Mother... Oh, Nintendo what's going to be $300. Nintendo terabyte hard drive. Jesus Christ. I don't want to think about that. Uh-uh. No. Delete, delete, delete. Cut this recording. Mike, why, they would never sell that anyway because you don't need more than 32 gigabytes. Oh, yeah. The Switch only came with 32 gigs. on. Yeah, but then, then you're going to have to pay 75 bucks for the 8 gigabyte hard drive. <laughs> That's how they get you. But, yeah, R- no, reminder... Reminder to everyone: the Nintendo Switch dock still sells for eighty bucks. Don't ask. No, I'm sorry, ninety. Oh fuck! It's still ninety dollars for a Nintendo yeah. Switch dock. <laughs> that um, rules. 
But yeah, Mike, to, to, to answer your question, I think that the, especially the Series S is an incredible value. I honestly think the Xbox Series X is a pretty damn good value, too, at that price point. Um, I think that they're going to be pretty pretty powerful machines. Um, you know, Obviously, we're going to get into some of the NVIDIA news. Like, It's not going to keep up with the 3080. Yeah, and it like, never will. And, but, and yeah. consoles rarely I do, but like, it is still a yeah. very, very capable machine and will be good for a good long while. Um, you know, especially kind of where TV technology is like, you know, they're not going to get outpaced anytime soon. Um, yeah. To where people are going to be like, God, this generation and is unnecessary. And I guess just f- probably if, like final thing before we hit the uh, NVIDIA stuff real quick. Um, what were our final PS5? Because I, I have a feeling we're going to be getting, we're not, we can't be too far away from a PS5 just price announcement at this point. So. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the the disc PS5 is the same price as the X, so 4.99, and the disc less PS5 is gonna be like 50 bucks cheaper. Is gonna be like either four four thirty four 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 thirty nine. I think four forty nine. Or four four. I like four forty nine. That's pretty good. Um. I think I made my prediction like a couple months ago where I said like we're not going to see the price of a PS5 and Xbox One until like one month before they come out. Obviously Microsoft surprised me on that one so I was wrong on that. I still might not be wrong on the PS5 one. They could sit on it for one more month. Why not? Yeah, well, uh, I, I think I think Microsoft finally said like okay, we can't get beat on price and like we're just going to we're just going to get out there. They kind of have nothing to lose like they've got this amazing ecosystem play and they're gonna they might as well be like okay here it is like you got your you got the most yeah powerful it's definitely like and then you got your really I mean, good media box right here because like if based on what we know is going into the xbox like i don't i can't remember if we know a lot of the specific guts of the ps5 but i would i feel similar. like at this point you i feel like at this point it would be really like it would be kind of insane if the ps5 came in at like 399 or something like it would kind of be like witchcraft can you imagine like i can imagine it but i just it it would be such it would be so like what in the like how the how would that be possible especially like i was kind of talking about this in our group chat like i think it was just you know announced pretty recently that like playstation is the most is the kind of biggest moneymaker for Sony right yeah. now. So to it would be kind of you know, it's like, oh they could sell at a loss to like uh cut out Microsoft. Like, yeah, but they would have to do that for like ten years at their most from their most profitable and like financially solvent division of their entire company. Which is not something that companies that are smart do. They'd try not to do stupid things like that. So that would be. So I. So like I said, I feel like, considering that the performance of these consoles is going to be pretty similar, like. I really don't see. I mean, unless Sony is like truly wild, out of pocket here, I really don't <laughs> see how they go. They're just like how, fuck them. Two fifty. No, oh, stop. You know what? No. <laughs> Two forty nine. Yeah, no, uh, this is like that very famous time where um, Ray, his name was Ray something. He got on stage, and everyone's waiting for them to announce the price of the PlayStation 1. 
And he gets on stage at E3, adjusts the mic, adjusts his papers, and just says, $2.99. And then he walks off stage, and that was the entire presentation for the PlayStation! <laughs> I love it. Imagine if they did that again. Uh, Suhei Yoshida walks on stage, does the exact same thing, and just says, looks dead in the camera, and says, $400. Like, not even three ninety nine. He just says $400. <laughs> yeah, and well, and then there's, like, a version of it that is, th- is like, three twenty five. dollars Just uh, a weird a, a hundred, price. It comes with, like, a 200-gigabyte copy of Ridge Racer pre-installed, and you can't delete it. <laughs> it's full of ads. It's just oh, yeah, filled it's with ha- ads. <laughs> And they just keep and it keeps just downloading like eighty gig patches for like no reason. <laughs> just they're all ads. Just, just we had to change the color of like two things. <laughs> um, um I, Josh, I, I, why don't you hit us with the uh, the tech minute? Okay. Yeah. So the other the other big hardware announcement came came a few days before that, um, and we finally we got need a tech minute theme unveiled. I. Um, yes. Excellent. So we finally got unveiled the GeForce Ampere lineup from NVIDIA, um, the 3070, 3080, and 3090, which were already um, kind of known, so it was confirmed there. Um, a lot of the, the leaks and information that had been leading up to this were basically confirmed true. You know, the 3090 being their kind of Titan x replacement big chunky that thing is boy. big their their bfg terrifying um triple slot design it. uh the 3080 uh that that very interesting cooling fan uh 3070 a more traditional um style cooling solution uh the 12 pin connector was confirmed um you know the first the first parts of the presentation were um spent talking about some of the enhancements that they had made, you know, they, they talked about some latency reduction um, with a NVIDIA reflex that's going to not only be in um, the 3000 series, but actually going all the way back to the 10 series um, to reduce latency in games. And they showed off some of that. Um, they showed some um, interesting kind of uh, broadcasting solutions that are going to be baked into to NVIDIA cards. Um, some kind of like green screening effects without uh, having to have a green screen. A really cool um, vocal isolation technology where it's like kind of reducing background noise. And they use an example of somebody with like a hair dryer uh, turning it on and you're not able to hear the hair dryer anymore. Um, and then a machinima. Um, creation tool which you know I, I feel is a pretty small subset but for those people who are into that like it's going to be pretty big to have Man, that kind I of remember watching like Gary's Mod movies back in the day oh god I feel god that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever said on this like podcast the, delete this the, the guys who made Red vs. Yeah. Blue probably were like man wish we had I was just, like this like, I was just about to say that Red vs. Blue is most of my high school that show's great yeah um, but they you know they, they talked about some of the enhancements that they've made to, to ray tracing um, you know, with, with the new architecture, the way that they are able to, um, you know, more dynamically render things with ray tracing, the way that they're able to reduce the burden on the processing power because they're doing more, you know, computations at the same time, just the, the sheer power that the Ampere architecture is able to, um, 
tr you know trace those rays um, they showed a demonstration with the marbles uh, you know the way that they've been able to enhance that bringing up the resolution from like 720p to 1440 or something like that more dynamic lighting it looks really uh, cool then they also talked about the the RTX IO um, in it's it's very similar I think to what's going on in the PlayStation and the Xbox with the RDNA uh, two architecture and, and information where mm -hmm. the GPU is pulling more of the game data directly into the GPU and video memory rather than running through the CPU and the system memory and then pulling it through there. Um, so it reduces latency, but it also reduces the burden on the CPU because the CPU doesn't have to worry about any of that computation. It is all getting handled by the GPU. Uh, yeah. Part of the I thought it was pretty, like, sorry to interrupt yeah. the tech minute here, but they, uh, I thought it was cool that they announced a patch or like a driver that's coming out for, um, I think a couple of cards here soon. That is just, it's like just going to reduce latency in destiny, call of duty, stuff like that. I was just like, that's cool that they, that's pretty sick. I thought, I thought that was pretty neat pretty sweet yeah and you know it's, it's really cool that they've they've been working to continually increase how responsive even some of those old cards are because like if, if you go and you look at the steam charts like the 1060 is still the number one graphics card on steam right now you know 10 series cards are i want to say like you don't get a 20 series card for the first like top five graphics cards so like being able to still support some of that stuff um Plus the the ten the thirty eighty and the thirty ninety both use GDDR six X memory, um, so it's even faster than your typical GDDR six. Um, but you know all that aside, like they they you know it, the the performance is something that they hammered on a lot. You know I think the 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 ten eighty Ti was was almost too good of a card, um, and people have been holding on to those for a while, especially because the the Turing 2000 series cards were, while cool and introducing ray tracing, not that much of a performance bump. And when you turned ray tracing on, it actually killed your performance so much it was kind of a hindrance. Um, but you know, they claim that the the 3070 has the same performance as a 2080 Ti. Um, the 3080 has almost double the performance, and the 3090 is you know way out there right probably pop up one of the the charts there um but then the, the the main thing is the pricing so you may remember the last time um we were on this show you know I, i'd heard some rumors um where the the pricing was gonna fall and um the rumors the rumors were wrong so the 3070 which is reportedly faster than a, a 2080 Ti will actually be retailing for 499 the 3080 for 699 which is up to two times faster than a 2080 and then um, the 3090 which um, was originally thought I wanted to say I think I saw it was gonna be like two thousand um, dollars 1499 so <laughs> um, 14.99 is so stupidly God, 14 large. 14.99. That, that's Jesus. That's no. I love it. That's amazing. But I mean, I, for, so 
No. That okay. So yes, the, the, you know they showed off the 3090 doing like 8K 60 FPS gaming, but like a card like that really isn't for gamers. Yes, you could. That's yeah. That's for like that is for, making Pixar movies. Yes, that is for real work and rendering and computation. Like that is why that sure. card has 10,000 teraflops and you know. 24 gigabytes of VRAM, like that is for serious work. That is why that's the only uh, Ampere that's card that has SLI support because Nvidia is basically saying, like, SLI sucks for gaming. You guys don't need it. Like, shut up about it. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, in my limited experience with building computers, I've, I feel like that perform, I feel like that performance on like the, particularly the 3070 seems like a pretty solid uh a pretty solid price point for the performance you're getting particularly if if you haven't you know if the last card you got was a 10 series i feel like that's pretty solid yeah i mean jensen basically said like 2080 ti owners it's safe to upgrade like he literally said that in his that's hilarious press conference like that is also he oh has so many gosh. spatulas Ugh. that's when you know you fucking made it is when you have like 50 goddamn spatulas in one bowl <laughs> that is a height of excess i will never achieve yes. but, I mean, yeah. it's a very beautiful kitchen but god you do not need that many spatulas you know this this is a very you need like three. He eats a lot of eggs. Okay, you know what eggs do to a spatula? Who uses spatulas for eggs? I That's do. Why so many? Why? Why a fork? What? How do you? How you, you scramble, scramble the egg? Yeah, you scramble the egg with a. Are you putting a fork on your goddamn pan? No. Okay, if you're doing it in the pan, you use like a spin, like a wooden. Sp that okay. All right. Uh, don't. Okay. All right. Don't. Anyway. <laughs> um, we are we are actually only as of time of recording on I'm the furious. tenth. We are one week away from the launch of the thirty eighty. The thirty the thirty ninety comes out end of the month, and then the thirty seventy is available in October. So, so Josh, how hard are you going to sink uh, to get you, a card? You know, Josh? there is uh, one last thing I'd like to hit here. Did you guys know it is legal in all fifty states to? buy a, one of these graphics cards and mail it to my home to put <laughs> in my computer. <laughs> All 50 states. Michael Benchmark and territories. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Guam. You can do it, folks. Do, those aren't states. I'm just saying. Can be done. You know where to find me. Send me a DM. We Speaking can talk of about which. So, yeah, I, I will write your mother a beautiful thank you note. <laughs> If you mail me a graphics card, uh, yeah, I, that I do not have to pay for. It's in the fine print. Wait, before but I, I wanted to expound on that. Imagine someone actually mailed you the like fifteen hundred dollar. What is that? The thirty ninety, Josh. Thirty ninety. Yeah, the fifty. You have to get a new motherboard, which I'm not sure exists yet to support yeah. that card. Oh uh, well, I definitely, I would definitely need a new power supply. My power supply would not be. Yeah. <laughs> You basically someone gives you that card for free and you're like, okay, so I'm out. Uh, like, it's like, let me just hook it up to the generator out back. And I'm just, out eight hundred dollars. Fuel powered computer. <laughs> <laughs> also, you need a new case because I don't know if you if you're yeah. like me and you have a full size. I don't know if that'll fit in a full size okay. case. <laughs> so, brief you. sidebar. I like the idea of having a ripcord start for a computer. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be sick as hell. The thirty ninety in my case, but it would be, it would be tight. Josh, I'm looking at your case from here since you've had it in shot the entire time. No, it wouldn't fit. Okay, so I have I have this much. I have about this much space between my graphics card and the fans, and I don't need those front fans, so I could pull them out and get about you know this much extra space. And the 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 fifty seven hundred XT that I have in there is not a small boy by any means. So uh, I'm just saying the guy was holding the card up, and it was the size of a PS4. And he's like, "This is our new graphics card," and I saw them like, "Fuck off." Get that away from me! <laughs> I literally own game consoles smaller than that GPU. Yeah, but you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, the the pricing being lower than what we expected, and the performance being so much more. Um, you know, I I think that the fact that the twenty series did so poorly, um, you know, really kind of got Nvidia to say, okay, we need to be a little more aggressive this time around. Both with putting up more performance, you know, and really making ray tracing a a compelling feature to upgrade for, but also the pricing is something that will move consoles, because I mean, I mean, move cards, because the, the, the 2080 Ti was basically the same price as the 3090 not that long ago. Like, you could find $1,500 2080 Ti's, like, um, I also think that they're a little worried about what NVIDIA has to offer. Like, even if NVIDIA can't, I mean, uh, what AMD has to offer, even if they can't beat them on raw performance, the RDNA architecture is not bad. RDNA 2 is going to be a pretty good leap forward. It's what the new consoles are based on. So, like, you know, them coming out with $300 cards that may not punch the same weight, but, like, have ray tracing and are still pretty damn good, like... NVIDIA had to do something big, I think, this time to, to move stuff. But AMD, as of yesterday, announced the... Um, I don't know if the it's, it's their launch dates or their announcement dates, but so Zen 3, the the new CPUs from them, is has a date of 10.8.20, and the RDNA 2 has a date of 10.28.20. So in October, we're at least going to know what the new CPU and GPUs from AMD are, if not potentially have them. So, um, you know, I think I think NVIDIA had to kind of swing for the fences on this one to, um, you know, really say, like, okay, we know that we're kind of in that era of, like, incremental changes. Well, this isn't an incremental change. This is, this is an actual noticeable jump for everybody. Very good. Beautiful tech minute there, Josh. Hey. That was a lot of tech. It's what I, I do. I'm not, it's what I do. But you know I'm what? I'm not going to buy one some anytime say, soon, unfortunately. Some say it might not be enough tech. Do you know how you can oh? do that? How? How can I do that? Oh By going to unscriptedgaming.com or oh, following us on Facebook at Unscripted Gaming Podcast or on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us on YouTube at Unscripted Gaming. You can get us on SoundCloud at... Uh, soundcloud.com slash unscripted-gaming. You can get us on Google. You can get us on Apple. You can get us on Stitcher. You can get us everywhere you want to be to get as many tech minutes as you want and then other stuff because that's how you do it with Unscripted Gaming. Beautiful. Did you but mention our website? Unscripted Gaming. <laughs> My name is Josh. My name is Mike. My name is Ray. Peace.